Listen to me. Children of the night. What music they make. Growling, growling, tell me what you know about it. Go deep in my eyes, you can't live without it. Oh baby, oh baby, go crazy, they ain't no nonsense, just full movie hitting. Barely in the eyes of the righteous, dance with the devil, shall I tell me how you like this? Back it up, arch your back, strike a pose, give me that. No games, no playing around, I put a spell on your body, everybody get down. No names, no shame allowed, I want the only sound if you scream aloud. Enchanting, enticing, exciting, I'm biting your neck, so frightening, no fighting. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, sitting in the lounge, on the black couch, staring at the Ouija board. Special guest co-host this evening is the Mater D of Debauchery. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of True Bobcast. Bob, why don't you take it away? All right, how you doing, ladies and gentlemen? Look... The fact of the matter that we're doing this show for the True Blood series, the final series on HBO, it's one thing. But it's so difficult to get together and talk about this show when there's such a sense of loathing in the room. To be honest, uh, we haven't done one of these in two weeks, and uh, I could barely even watch these shows since then. Yeah, it's a, it's a real shame that the writers took a big uh, you know shit in the kitchen sink here and couldn't finish it up with at least palatable writing that the the characters deserve episode three the last notes i was end up to take was a uh, it talks about the now they look they look back at then the christian mingle losing a rel- like i don't even understand these notes i'm taking here i want to be a vampire again though <laughs> yeah well i mean like I, I just can't i can't get into it man young yeah I mean, I have nothing really to say. It's, it's, it's such a bummer because so when we were questions. doing the True Bobcast for True Detective, I could talk about that for hours. But, I mean, with what, we're on our fourth episode this upcoming Sunday? I mean, is it going to pull? Fifth. Fifth. Oh, it's almost over. Ah. So let's start off the top of the episode. What do you got? No, dude, let's start off at the end with Alcide dying. Peace, Alcide. Yeah, done. Shot in the head with, I guess, a silver bullet. And then what happened the week after that? Life went back to normal. She was dating Bill. Is that what happened? It's such a writer's, like, ugh. They get rid of LC so that way we can have the romance back. Like, I'm waiting for the violin music, you know, the Bill and Sookie, like, Yeah, it's a good theme. Yeah, but I mean, it's just a shame that they couldn't figure a good way to have the story. I don't even feel like Bill's ever been Bill since he was Billeth. Like, he had a couple jokes in the show where he's like, uh, I'm not an asshole. Yeah. But it's like, ugh, I don't even know <clears throat> you no more, dude. I don't even know what to show no more. Yeah, Lost. We talk a lot about launching here at, at the Bobcast, but this is more like a Lost. A loss. A loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's just not fun to talk about a show that you, like, it's just it's a punishment to watch it. Mm-hmm. But, Can't even um, deal with it. I mean, Soap we're not going to spend any time uh, really on we're gonna, this tonight. We're going to let it. You know, we lured you in with a little vampire talk, a little bon talk, but it's over. Uh, we're just going to gracefully bow out. Yeah, we're just going to quit this True Bobcast. And I guess the next time the True Bobcast, maybe we'll come back. If the series actually wraps up on a decent note, maybe we'll come back and we'll do a retrospective. But uh, We'll always hashtag monsters. Oh, definitely, definitely. But you know what? I was just really thinking to myself, this hashtag monsters, this vampire love song that we wrote, also could pertain to another show. On FX that I really dug after oh, man, True dude. Blood, which was The Strain. 
yes. which was uh, written by Guillermo del Toro and a crew of his TV show writers. Uh, originally, I believe it was a graphic co- comic book, came into the novel form, but I loved the show. I agree. I second that. I was entertained right off the bat. I love the whole thing with the monster like behind like a closed door and you can't see what it is. I love the idea of the airplane, like the the coffin, the, and just the way that the series played out. It was like um, kind of like something out of the '80s, you know, like with those types of stories where you're meeting characters. Some of the characters die, some of the characters are rogue and like working for like secret organizations. The color schemes, the primary color schemes, the swooping motion of the uh, creature, as it were. Well, we don't creature. really understand what it is. Well, yet. the creature like pops up right away in the airplane. And this is spoilers for the strain. Don't want, you know listen to this if you haven't heard it, but. Yeah, the first scene's great when he pops out of there, and like the way it looks. There's also a similar scene where that creature has its first kill down the hallway basement, and the way it flutters out, going back through like the hallway with the lockers like shaking. Seemed like a moth. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Vampire moth. And I like how they're taking like the whole idea of like vampire legend and making it into like this like vampire apocalyptic takeover. A dehumanization of the vampire. Mm-hmm. One, the old dude, like the mysterious two old guys, the one guy plugged into, like, what, an air-conditioned room with, like, a helper? Great, Scott! Uh, basically, it, there's a lot of deep stuff in there. <clears throat> and it's I real love, pulpy and fun. I love the fact fact that Rudy is uh, on a TV show. Yeah, we finally got in the game, you know what I'm saying? Sean Aston, that's great. I love his character. I love seeing him on screen. I love the fact that he's, like, not who he really says he is. He's a trickster. And uh, what's the guy's name from House of Cards, the main character's name? Spacey? No, 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 not Kevin Spacey. The guy that was on season one who played the Philadelphia uh, politician who went crazy on cocaine and prostitutes. <laughs> you ever seen House of Cards, dude? <laughs> yeah, I saw episode, uh, season he's the one. Guy, but he's the main character. He's our doctor. The main character of the show, the one's investigating, the one that's like, I can't be with my wife and kids. Really? Because I got to go way up here in the CDC. That's, and, all, that's the Philly boy? That's the Philly guy <laughs> with the wig. But basically, I just can't wait for Sunday night for the strain. So, I mean, what? Strain cast every now and then? Boom. We'll always talk about the strain. Strain cast. The strainer. Welcome to the strainer with Bobcast. What did you think of it? I enjoyed it, man. It it was engaging. Uh, This isn't even a criticism. It's more of like a dream scenario. If if the older gentleman that ran the pawn shop was played by Christopher Lloyd, it would have just been a rap. If they would have had that star power, uh, great Scott. I like that guy, though. I, I like him, too. I got mad. Pro- I, 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 was like, I love it's, that. It's uh, like Van Helsing for like you know like the new age, but I was calling him Pawn Helsing. Pawn Helsing. Because he works at the pawn shop, yo. Pawn we, Helsing. We took out the knife, and he's like, this is the jugular, and I will stab. I was like, yes, dude. This is what TV's missing. Pawn Helsing. Pawn Helsing stars. It's I like the wh- first time I've gone through this. I like when he pulled the gun away, all just kind of yeah. matter-of-factly, you know, ejected the bullet from the chamber. But yeah, I was entertained, definitely. I love the look of the vampires. I love how they have this, like, tongue-looking thing that comes out and injects the teeth, I guess, into the neck. Yeah, it's mysterious. It's mystical. It's mythical. It's it's a hit. Let's just make some, uh, some assumptions here. What do you think uh, that creature is? I was kind of joking around earlier with the moth references, vampire moth, but I think it's some kind of like, you know, creature of the night, like a fungus, perhaps. Uh, Those little buggers that wrestle around on the ground, those Mm -hmm. little strang things. 
Yeah, I'm into them too. They're just so fascinating. It's oh, dying for a host. And, and there's a great scene in the in the morgue where like he's doing the tests. And they're on him. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. You see and it's kind over. of zombie vampires. Oh, they came alive. They came alive. Come alive. <laughs> But yeah, that seems great. I can't Hit wait me, to see. baby, whip me, baby, one more time. I like when they're like, you can't get that coffin, can't make it over to Manhattan, and they're going across the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that guy who's like, oh yeah, fuck you, suck my, do my. <laughs> it's all right, you, you messed up here on the Bobcast with the curse words, but we could always edit it out. Well, I edited out the bad ones, you know, the F word. I mean, everyone heard that by now. Predictions for the strain, where's it going to go? Forward. It's going to make ample progress. You're going to get to know the creature's social circle, perhaps. Maybe even like who he's friends with on Twitter, like at pocketda.com. Have you ever seen the movie I Am Legend? Yeah, Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. the big Will Smith. <laughs> I, what, what is it with the city of New York and vampire slash zombie tales? They kind of had the whole mouth heads, huh? Mm-hmm. They had big mouths for heads? Mm-hmm. But yeah, the city of New York is a great backdrop for horror. Let's think. What other movies take place in New York City horror movies? We got... Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> we got uh, <laughs> The Devil's Advocate. Have you ever seen this movie? Uh, Keanu Reeves in uh, that movie? Yeah, Al Pacino. Uh, he's the Antichrist. Yeah. Love that movie, dude. Every time that comes on, I gotta watch a little bit of it. His acting. His southern accent like this. Great, great movie. I love it. Uh, let's see. We've got End of Days with Schwarzenegger. Uh, Get to the chopper. Vampire in Brooklyn, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> uh, my girl, she likes to party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. we got American Psycho. That's definitely a horror movie. Okay. New York City. Didn't you write that one? Uh, one Zombie? Kind of, yes. <laughs> yeah, you got a hand in that. I had a hand in that. The Black Swan. We got the, the script. The script is right here. It's The yeah. script is on the table. Maybe maybe we'll do a page reading of the the Black Swan at the tail end of this episode. Let's see what All else right. we got here. We got definitely the Black the Swan. The Winged Serpent. Q the Winged Serpent. I've never heard of that, but look at that movie poster. Tell me that didn't look awesome. Yeah, that sphere. It looks so great. We'll have to take a little screen grab of that. <clears throat> For our viewers out there, uh, it's some sort of dragon. Rosemary's Baby, the Dakota. Okay. Did we just hit something here? Did we just come into... <laughs> do, I, do I have to write a horror movie in New York? Is that what it takes to sell the script? Maybe. Chud. Chud. Cinematic Happenings Under Development. I don't know what... No, it stands for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. You can check that one out on IMDb. Uh, the movie Mimic, I never saw this. You see this? No. All time <laughs> top horror slash Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Sigourney Weaver in Ghostbusters. Can we? Do we even have to say anything about Ghostbusters? I mean, it's such well, a when there's something strange <laughs> in the neighborhood. Check this out. Ghostbusters two came out June sixteenth, nineteen eighty nine. Who are you gonna call? Some people had a problem with the sequel. I didn't have a problem. I liked the whole Vigo painting thing and the baby Oscar like being like taken over by his demonic spirit. Loved it. Ghostbusters! Moving on through the list. Cat people. Meow. Frankenhooker. Oh my god. Yeah. I remember this movie. I wish. Dude, they need to remake that. Oh my god. Just rewrite the rewrite that. Here's a synopsis for the movie Frankenhooker. You would definitely if you're a child of the eighties. 
you would definitely remember walking around and in the store seeing yeah, these yeah, things yeah, staring yeah, yeah. at you. When New Jersey, when New Jerseyite Jeffrey Franken's wife is chopped to pieces in a tragic lawnmower accident, he decides to bring her back to life Frankenstein style. But where will he find the missing pieces? Times Square, of course. Specifically, the hookers. Unfortunately, his wife returns from the dead with a much increased libido and goes on a rampage <laughs> through New York. Will the Big Apple ever be the same? Definitely no. Insane, dude. This movie would never be made right now. Oh, they need to remake it. You need to rewrite Here's it. Here's a quote from Bill Murray. If you only see one movie this year, it should be Frank Hooker. <laughs> That's lauding right there. This He's takes place in the 1980s in Times Square. It's great. Uh, Inferno, never heard of it. Looks like an art house movie. Uh, Waiting Until Dark. Is that the sequel to Before Midnight? Here's one we could talk about. And I didn't even think about putting this on the list until we came across it here on... Uh, what's the site? Scout.com? Uh... Cloverfield, you ever see it? Shaky Cam, yeah. What the you guy think from uh, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I liked parts. It didn't let me down. Yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, let's move on to the list. Uh, probably another one, the most iconic of them all, right? I mean, there's two different versions. Actually, how many versions are there now? Probably three different ones, but King Kong. Classic story of Beauty and the Beast, with uh, the Empire State Building as its big backdrop in the ending. I think we actually saw King Kong, Peter Jackson, is that the arc like together? Totally insane. I remember on the I rooftop. Yeah, we sat up at the top. Over. It's the first it felt time. Like King Kong. First time I ever LA. went to the movies with someone where the person next to me leaned forward and watched the movie like for <laughs> three fourths of it. How about feeling like King Kong out in Los Angeles, man? Here you go. Here's your one you just had on the list. The first one, Friday the Thirteenth. Jason Takes Manhattan. Jacob's Ladder. That always spooked me out as a kid. I couldn't watch that movie as a kid. It was just so spooky. It was frightening. I Am Legend on the list, as we previously discussed. The movie 1408. You ever see this one? I saw 1409. Oh, dude. Gremlins 2, the new batch. I mean, did you, you love this or not? Gremlins 2 is a, a film that's very good. It completely changes tone from the first one. The first one's kind of scary. This one's like comedic. Remember like the girl with the makeup and shit? Yeah, they went out there. They had a whole uh, universe. Brain damage. Dark, Dark water. water. Wolfen. That's a pretty good movie. My dad likes that one. Midnight Meat Train. <laughs> yeah, I've been on that one before. I've been Mulberry on Mulberry Street. Street. The Hunger. Maniac. <laughs> Big shot. Maniac. Coming at you. Check this one out. Street Trash. I remember that cover. You do? Yeah, that's punk rock. Well, let's let's check out the synopsis here. You can read it. Go ahead. Street Trash. If you've never seen a Melt movie before, be prepared. A Manhattan liquor store owner finds a case of 60-year-old Tenafi Viper wine in his basement and decides to sell it to some local homeless guys. Bad news for New York Oniophiles. The wine makes anyone who drinks it melt to death. Pure, unadulterated schlock at its schlockiest. This is 1987. Street trash. That seems like a a winner right there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's it for uh, our from New York. From, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Jason Street Trash. So let's clean it up a bit. I recently finished... My 13th Master Cleanse. It's a process in which I fast for 10 days while sustaining 
my energy through a series of lemonade-type beverages. What's in the lemonade? Water, maple syrup, and cayenne pepper. Ten ounces of water to be specific. And uh, two tablespoons of lemon. And two tablespoons of maple syrup. And one-eighth of a teaspoon of cayenne pepper. Six to twelve of those a day for ten days. When you go to work, how much of it do you have to take with you? I create what I call batches, which are three servings. Uh, The most I ever brought to work was three batches. Okay. So nine servings. So tell the Bobcast listeners out there what the benefits of this lemon cleanse is. Enlightenment. You get in touch with your body and who you are as a person. You test the limits of what you're capable of, and it really gives you insight into this great experiment called life. Let me ask you another question. After the cleanse is over, what type of diet regimen must you maintain in order to properly juice your liver? You have to break the fast, and that's done with a smooth transition. I begin with some uh, proteins, you know, cashews. Because I'm about that cash, you know. Shout out to my cousins who were just in town during the cleanse. They could vouch for the insanity that it breeds. After the cashews, I like to move on to a vegetable soup. I go to the store, I buy six different vegetables, some oils, some salts, peppers, spices, and I cook it down into batches of soup. Batches is yeah. the key word here tonight on the podcast. And after that's done, I'm back on the scene, you know what I mean? Doing what I have to to maintain. Okay. I have a good idea, so you can tell the audience in explicit detail. Let's do a freestyle. with the freestyle with Michelangelo on the Bobcast. The cleanse freestyle. Yo, that was so good. You think you can kick it one more time for the Bobcast listeners? Yeah, only if you promise to continually refer to me as the maitre d' of debauchery. Okay. No more, Mickey, just the maitre d' of debauchery here on the Bobcast. Next up, no such luck. 
but don't fuck. Pressed out, stressed out, bigger with big bucks. Stop here, one thing's clear. I am the fulcrum, this is our year. Racing at the speed of light, I hit you with the speed of sound. I'm overcoming obstacles and barriers, I break them down. Never mind that shit. Rhyme style, reminiscent, guru, full clip. You never break me down with the properties of plastic. Legendary status, dropping classic if the classic. I'm a straight jabron. <laughs> I gotta go in on. He's a straight jabron. Straight jabron. Straight jabron. Gotta me. go in on. Jamoke, Straight jamoke, He's a jamoke. From country hogan. A country jamoke. Country jabron. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, the jamoke, the jabron bros. Jabroni, jabron. Yes. Yo, are you a country jamoke? I'm a country jabron. Do we need to define for the Bombcast listeners out there what our new favorite word is? I, I think it's jamoke. It's jamoke. But jamoke. do you know the definition? Yeah, I think you did mention it last week. <laughs> I posted it, I think, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it's great. It's like a haphazard, lazy, uh, you know, no nothing, do nothing, uh, good for nothing, nobody. Just does nothing. Yeah. That jamoke can't even lo- mow the lawn. <laughs> I can't even mow the lawn. What's Anybody the, can mow the lawn. What's the biggest jamoke move? Like, uh, like not doing your chores. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tight. Oh, yeah, man. cutting the grass, dude. You ever? Uh, I guess I mean like around here, like when someone will cut the grass, everyone looks at them like they're straight jamokes. <laughs> yeah, they look like straight jamokes. We were in the middle of a recording session at Valley Green Studios, aka the Lounge, and some jamoke started mowing his lawnmower and cut short our recording session. Yeah, we recorded two songs today. Uh, the infamous pocket dialed song. Yeah, it's our namesake. And then we recorded the track, Where I Be At. Do you want to know where I be at? I do. Stay tuned. Longitude, latitude. Longitude. Longitude. Latitude. Well, that's been a, a true Bobcast deconstructed. Many different things came out tonight. The freestyles were uh, exciting. My cohort, my co-host is Mickey, the maitre d' of debauchery. My name is Bob. Sitting in the lounge on the black couch, staring at the Ouija board. This has been another episode of Bobcast.